Grand Awakening Goddesses and Awaken Gods. It's your goddess here, Goddess Life, the people's goddess, giving you insight and wisdom on spiritual technology and practical techniques for today's modern goddesses and awakened gods to manifest the desires of your heart into your 3D physical reality. Always keeping it sage and hood. I inspire you to master your power, to manifest your intentions with clarity. I am your favorite manifest enthusiast. As we continue to elevate, my only obligation is to tell it straight. Where we last left off, um, I believe that we were getting into some subject matter that um, was a result of the change in trajectory that I had in my life and in my purpose, my spiritual purpose, as a result of the energy that I harnessed from self-love. So we're definitely going to pick up with that and carry on and um, see how these things all came about. And what I'm talking about actually happened about a year and a half ago is uh, when, um, yeah, about a year and a half ago when all these changes began taking place. So I feel like the journey, the spiritual journey thus far really picked up and uh, it was rapid forward movement uh, for sure, definitely. And I think that you'll understand more what I'm talking about when we get more into the story. So without further ado or hesitation, Let's get it. Are you with it? Are you with it? If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-S
all the blessed, the blessed. God is life. The God is life. It's the God is life. All the blessed, the blessed. God is life. The God is life. It's the God is life. All the blessed, the blessed. Talking, meditate, create, jamming out to music. Doesn't really matter how often you use it. Now the whole universe I had to learn how to trust. Plus, being a hood say God is for sure is a fucking must. Plus, I keep my balance to support my life's habits. I say love yours, peace, harmony, energy, and it is not a challenge. Still with source, one-on-one. I still playing at night for fun. So if you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-D-D-E-S-S. L. Y-P-H-E-N-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E The goal's ascension Frequency high with vibration Can change your life, my heart desires I won't change, it's the goddess life All the blessed, blessed goddess life The goddess life it's the goddess life. Oh, the blessed, the blessed. Goddess life. The goddess life. It's the goddess life. Oh, the blessed, the blessed. I've had problems up to here. Crazy thought life between my ears. Telling me the kind of things that come from fear. Allow my energy to flow. Manifest from love I know. By your stuff I'd like to thank. If you really know. I remember like yesterday when I couldn't see the day when I would finally see my inner goddess woke. Damn, it's been a long road and I cannot sell my soul. I'm glad my higher self, they really love me so. They let this goddess know. My higher self told me so. She let this goddess know that if you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. Let us begin with the shock, right? Where we left off last um, last talk, I was saying that I was learning how to love myself and I was taking that love and attention away from the, you know, um, counterpart that I had at the time with the narcissistic tendencies and using that energy, you know, towards myself and being more creative and following these spiritual downloads, um, this um, divine inspiration that I was receiving to create something and being obedient finally and more the more that I got into that the more I began to, you know, see the appreciation of where I was of who I was, let me just say, to the point where it was kind of funny. Um, one night we were uh, having this conversation, me and this this ex partner that I had, right, uh, children's father, ten year or so relationship, um, went absolutely nowhere, never engaged, never married. Uh, finally realized that this person was. Um, not on my vibrational level, okay, let's just say we were unevenly yoked. And um, not only that, I began to feel like he was suffering from one or two or more mental illnesses. You know, I'm not a doctor. I am not a psychiatrist. But I do Google. 
and I do I, I am able to recognize abnormal behavior and so eventually what I came up with is that it, at the very least this person had narcissistic tendencies and um, that's how I saw it so but anyway at this particular time and it was an unusual conversation it really was a conversation he and I were having that was like a celebration of self of me of myself and um it was one of the few conversations where I felt like I was being appreciated by him for who I am so it was it was quite unusual and very memorable I remember kind of tallying up the things the challenges that I had overcome the achievements that I had made in life, the um, my ability to bounce back from from things and handle certain stuff and rebuild, you know, my life over and over. Um, mostly as a single mom, you know, was able to pick up and put pieces back together and recreate, you know, our lives more than once, more than twice. And I felt like he was in agreement with me, um, you know, on these certain things. And like I said, this was an unusual conversation. The energy I could feel was very strange. And I felt like there was some sort of shift that was happening at that very moment. And just when, you know, I was really enjoying myself, like literally, I looked down and I noticed that my phone was ringing. And it was my daughter calling uh, my second oldest child um, who lived still in our hometown back in Houston, Texas. You know, we're in Philadelphia at this point. And um, she was in school in Texas and anyway, wasn't able to be where we were at the time due to situations, circumstances, and she was in school. <laughs> anyway, I remember going from this sharp, like I told you, I felt like I was, I was experiencing a shift energetically at the time. And when I looked down and noticed that my daughter was calling me, I remember feeling this like sharp shift and my gut was, I was sick to my stomach um, immediately. And that as a, as a person who, I at least, you know, have identified intuitive feelings or reactions in the past, even though I didn't fully understand it, I had just suffice it to say, I had a really bad feeling. And when I, you know, picked up the phone and, and said, hey, baby, what's, how are you? And she was barely speaking to me through a, you know, choked up voice which it's not unusual for my daughter to call me and confide in me, you know, when she's hurt or upset. But um, it was this time that I knew it was different, right? So she commences to ask me, you know, where her brother was and that she only wanted to say this once. And so I said, okay so um i had I, I got her brother and and um i i sent him you know sent my partner at the time 
I'm having trouble like identifying like what to call this. But anyway, my my partner at the time, right? I sent him out of the room or, or I think that he offered to step out and, you know, go go and check on the, the younger kids or whatever. Maybe he, he felt the need to give us some privacy because she was crying. And um, I went and got our son, like I said, um, or her little brother, and who's, who was uh, 16 years old at the time. And before that, she had made it clear to me also that her uh, grandmother, my um, past mother-in-law, her father's mother was also on the phone. So I knew something really bad had happened. I knew something was wrong. And she commences to tell me that um, her stepmother, her father's wife, had passed away in her sleep. And I'm sh shuddering at this point because, you know, this was horrible news. And um, not, she said, but mom, that's not it. And I said, okay, what more? Um, and she commences to tell me that in a panicked reaction to finding, you know, his wife possibly deceased, um, and they were both kind of ill at the time, and they both had COVID at the time. She tells me that her father attempted to perform CPR on his wife, and um, he himself became overwhelmed and exasperated and passed out I feel like they said and the ambulance well he was able to alert um, their their son his stepson that was in the house at the time to call EMS call 911 and so there was an ambulance already on the way and uh, due to just respiratory fatigue I guess her father passed out trying to deliver CPR to his wife, her stepmother, and subsequently um, they picked him up in the ambulance instead of his wife because she was deceased. And on the way to the hospital, her father had a heart attack and was dead upon arrival. So she essentially has just told me that her father and his wife, her stepmother, have both died in, in at the same, you know, same day. And I looked at my son because I didn't know how he was going to take that. But just upon hearing something like that, I did have a really big reaction to that, you know. Um, regardless of the ups and downs of, of what relationship um, I experienced with her father after he married his wife and the things that had transpired over the years between us, this was the one of the most horrible things I think I had ever heard, you know, in, in, in my life that happened to somebody that not only that I knew, but someone that I was married to, someone I had children with, you know. And just to hear that this is how 
his life came to an end um, as well as his wife on the same day within hours of one another it was just it was a lot and I am highly empathic which means I can feel others people's emotions and I just feel energy I'm very sensitive to energy and in that moment I could sympathize with being the child the family the mother you know the parents of these two people who you know died um, you know so suddenly and it was um, overwhelming so and feeling the loss that my children must feel and also simultaneously having the realization that I am now these two children's only living parent and um, this is how this went you know for us and I believe that I was you know hollering and crying I think that that no one expected that um, reaction because like I said there have been a lot of things that transpired over the years um, between uh, my children's father and his wife and myself that were not you know pleasant but you know things happen um, but I never like try to stay in an unforgiveness or hold things against people I mean beyond that anyway I had just heard this tragic news it was horrible I mean I just can't imagine the thing it was awful so um here we go in this to this chapter like I went from like a really high high to like rock bottom hit like in moments you know and now my life you know our lives have changed and now it's time to go through this so let me and this was the shock this was the shock however this experience you know for me personally caused a change in trajectory for me um i feel like having that um you know, that moment in time or those moments where I was finally seeing myself for who I really was and what I was capable of and the triumphs that I have had and the obstacles, you know, how I was handling overcoming obstacles divinely, like for real, for real, no bullshit. Um, really, I'm looking at, you know, who I am and I'm like, you know what, I'm a fucking baddie. And bam, now deal with this, Miss Batty. So I thought, okay, um, this is this is where we're going here with it. This is who I have to be now. I have to definitely be the bigger person in this situation. I have to be supportive to you know um, people that that may have I felt like slighted me or turned their back on me or whatever. Since you know I I, I or or at least at the very least our relationships changed you know as a result of being divorced from this man and you know their family his family's reaction toward me now now I realize you know very quickly that that I'm going into a situation where I'm going to have to be encouraging and supportive and comforting you know and um, I had decided well my children's uh, grandmother want wanted my son to fly out uh, because you know they're his father and his wife and stuff had lived in, in Utah. So she wanted to, you know, carry my daughter who was there with her in Houston and meet my son in Utah. And I thought, you know, there's no way that I'm going to let everybody, you know, let them go through this 
by themselves, right? Even though I was um, grief stricken to a level as well, it was nothing, I'm sure nothing, nothing at all compared to what the others were feeling. And so I felt like I knew my role was going to be one of, you know, strength and support and consoling and just what can I do to help and that was the energy that I had and so I, I let um, my you know past mother-in-law know that I, I will you know Caleb my son will be there and I will definitely come with him and you know we'll just all you know get through this together and what wound up happening to happening was something that I never thought that I would be in a position um, to do it was really bizarre and just I I felt extremely like I was watching myself you know watch watching from outside and being on the inside I can't explain that it was just very strange but what I'm saying is you know we we get there to Utah and everything like that and we go you know and go to the viewing and I'm meeting, you know, his wife's family for the first time. They're meeting me. And, um, you know, I don't know what words have been used to describe me or my actions or, or anything to these, you know, to, to his new wife's family. So I don't know how they're taking my presence being there or anything like that, right? I could tell by their reaction that there had been some, you know, un, unfavorable things that have been said about me because there was a lot of surprise that I am, I, you know, being there, I am who, who has been, you know, his ex-wife. So, um, I, I didn't let that bother me. I'm, I, I let my energy and let who I am speak for itself. And then people can determine, you know, what type of person I, I am for, from there. But really, my, my major concern was being there for my children, being there for my, you know, past mother-in-law, and um, really trying to help out and facilitate what has to be the hardest experience in all of our lives thus far. And I cannot explain to you what it was like to see my um, ex-husband lying there and his wife, next to his wife, both of them deceased. It was just overwhelming. It, it really, really was. Um, at, and that's just one aspect of it. And then, you know, meeting her family, that's another aspect of it. And then, you know, sitting shoulder to shoulder with, with his mother, um, making funeral arrangements was yet another aspect of it. And it had come to a point where, you know, since at this time we're still in COVID pretty heavily. Um, and so, plus this was, we were in Utah and our families are from Texas, so there it was decided that there was going to be a, a memorial a funeral in Utah then we're going to do another one in Texas so due to the fact that there was a you know a low capacity allowed I feel like at the church um, a lot of people weren't coming out because of COVID and because of travel it was the funeral services that were um, that we had in Utah was live stream. So um, in light of that, 
the obituary, which is normally, you know, a printout, you know, on a pamphlet, was going to be a spoken ob obituary, and his mother asked me to do it. And, um, look, you, one thing you have to know about me is I do not like funerals, like, at all. Like, even for me to, to even be there took a lot of, you know, strength. But like I said, this was for, you know, my children and family. And so I felt like I should be there. But then to be asked to do the obituary, not only, like, help write it, but stand in front of the church and a camera live streaming these services and actually read it. It was surreal. It really was um, a moment where, you know, um, I had to be big about it. You know, I had to put whatever personal feelings that I had aside about things and, you know, do this for my children. And, and so I did. Um, I actually wound up doing it twice. I did it um, in Utah, which was his wife's hometown. And I also did the same thing in our hometown, where we're from in Houston, Texas, um, in front of the people that I knew, <laughs> his family that I hadn't seen in so very long. And some of my family um, came out as well that I had had not also seen in so very long some that I hadn't spoken to in quite some time even my you know partner at the time mother came and I hadn't spoken with her either like long story I'll definitely share those with you um, another time but so not only was all these things going on, what I had said prior, but as well as now I'm reconnecting with people, you know, and, and these are mostly my family people, member family members, people that I cut off and, and do not, you know, had not spoken to in, in some time, like years, a couple of years at this point um, are coming out in support. So it definitely, you know, shook the foundation of, of, of some things that had happened from from a time into that point and you know unfortunately these are one of the events or um events that bring people back together especially if there's been a, a you know a riff or or a separation you know weddings and funerals babies being born sometimes so unfortunately this occasion was a funeral and um yeah so it put me back in touch you know back on speaking terms with some people that i had felt better to separate myself from um but not only that right i'm looking at different situations as far as you know couples you know um my ex-husband and i got together when we were young in our 20s and so at this point now the people that we knew and family members you know time has really really passed and has gone by and um now some you know his stepbrother for example and some others are now married with families and stuff like that and so i'm getting to you know see these folks well as we're you know catching up um well 
when we get back to Texas is mostly when this occurred. But as we, you know, I'm catching up with with past, you know, with family members that I've just simply lost touch with, um, as well as ones that I've separated myself with. Now I'm really like kind of taking note because before I left home to go on this trip to do this, right? My partner at the time, <laughs> he really chose, took the opportunity to, you know, the night before I was getting, no, two nights before we were getting on a plane to come do this, um, to pull another all-nighter and we commenced to having a, a knockdown drag out argument the next day. And I, I really couldn't, I, I, the insensitivity of it all was beyond me. I really couldn't take it. I think I had a, a psychotic break. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I was screaming and crying and, and I just, I was short of breath. I could, I just, I couldn't take it. And I sat down and I said, you know what? You know, I thought to myself, this is over between me and, and him. I know he's not going to take this very well. I don't know what we're going to have to go through as a result of the decision that I know that I have made. But upon my return back home, things are going to, to change. Like, I'm not going through this. This is ridiculous, right? So that was before I left on the trip. And while I was gone, and I'm coming across, you know, um, my uh, deceased ex-husbands, you know, families, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And so here's what I'm noticing. And even being around his mother and, and her husband, being around his aunts and uncles and seeing, okay, they're still together even, um, his stepbrother and his wife. And, and, and I caught up with some of my friends, you know, that I've had for, for many, many years and when we became friends, we were young and single and all that and seeing them being married and settled down, all this kind of thing. So now I'm just kind of collecting data. Let's just say I'm looking at this. I'm looking at how these relationships are being conducted. I'm looking at how, you know, husbands are speaking to wives. I'm looking at how wives are able to, you know, be themselves and, and their husbands are still celebrating or, or not still, but you know, celebrating them for it, loving them for, you know, being themselves and stuff like that. And I'm really getting a handle on just how fucking toxic and dysfunctional the relationship that I was in as a fully grown adult woman with a fully grown adult man, long-term relationship producing children. I'm looking at just how fucked up it really is actually was I'm actually seeing this as if for the first time now don't get me wrong I knew that that there were issues I knew you know we seem to be going in these cycles where everything is okay and then we cycle out to he's got to hit the streets and be gone and then you know everything is not okay and then you know I could recognize how he used to talk to me and how he talks to me now you know that kind of thing right so I'm really like looking at all of this and then I'm looking at two people who were married who actually died together and um, I'm being provided with, you know, details to speak on as far as how their relationship was and how he felt about her and wanting to marry her and, you know, her her nickname and stuff like that. You know, I'm really, you know, 
embellishing on this relationship, you know, for the people, for the obituary, for the, for the, you know, for the people, right? And I'm also looking at this myself, and I thought, well, I think that when I get back, I'm going to try to kick his ass out, because I'm feeling like a grave disservice, no pun intended, a grave disservice is being done to myself and my children, having to hear these arguments, having to watch how this man treats me, and having to hear some of this shit that was coming out of his mouth towards me, and I'm looking, I'm like, this isn't normal, and the fact that I had to realize that this wasn't normal, wasn't normal, and I thought, you know, it's nothing more that I have been suffering from low self-worth, low self-esteem, lack of self-love, really. Uh, I tell you one thing, being being home with someone 24-7 during COVID, you run out of the niceties really quick. I wasn't able to ignore red flags. I wasn't able to, you know, just wave away bad behavior or poor comments because it was like being trapped with someone and you you know wasn't able to like get away like oh well he found a way to get away he started running the streets and stuff like that but I could no longer ignore what was painfully obvious which was that I was in, number one, a dead-end relationship because 10 years into this thing and I didn't have so much as an engagement ring or a promise. Well, maybe some promises, but they were empty. And, you know, we certainly never got married. We've got these children. It was just, you know, now I began to become uncomfortable because, like I realized, I am now those children only living parent. If something happened to me, which I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle at the time, to be honest, you know, I'm just going to keep it 100%, you know, vulnerable with y'all. But I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Um, I was morbidly obese, you know, I had wasn't exercising, I wasn't eating well, I wasn't taking care of myself. Uh, I was probably drinking a tad bit too much, you know, tea, mini martinis, And um, like I said, I was smoking cigarettes a lot. I was stressed out. I was beginning to experience, you know, what seemed to be symptoms and signs of anxiety. I was definitely depressed. And I thought, you know, how tragic would it be for my children to subsequently lose their mother as well. So that was a wake-up call for me in many ways. It was a wake-up call for me to see that I wasn't happy, to really face the fact that I was goddamn miserable. It was a wake-up call for me to feel inept like you know what I need to get some business taken care of I need to have some things in order in case of my untimely demise so that my children would be supported it was a wake-up call for me in that I needed to live a healthier lifestyle I needed to give a damn about myself um, which initiated 
the second or the next phase of my self-love journey and and I, I began to do exactly that so when we got back home from all of this and I really faced the fact that I was making this decision essentially for the first time I had never really left him. I had never really closed the door on our relationship before. Even if we were separated, I at least, you know, held a crack open for opportunity for us to get back together because I was convinced that he was going to change. Well, but he did change. He got worse. So at this point, I'm, I'm understanding that, A, life is not always as long as we think it's going to be. And B, it's time for me to get serious about what life I have left to live, right? So I think I gave it about a week when I when we returned. And um, um, after this week's time, when I could no longer, maybe it was a little bit more than a week. I didn't make a rush, rush action, but I was decided. And the more time that I took, the more decided I became. And when it got to the point where I couldn't stand for him to touch me, which wasn't long, where I dreaded him lying next to me and, and approaching me for sex, made me sick, I thought, this is the time. I can't do this any longer. It's just not going to work out. So yes, we had a conversation one morning in the kitchen. And I let him know that I no longer wanted to be with him. And I wanted him to leave. Um, I didn't care where he went. Personally, I thought it would be best for him to return to Texas because Honestly, he has, another, you know, actually two more baby mamas, but one, another one that lives in Texas. His whole family is in Houston. And um, I thought, why don't you just, I mean, that, that would probably be best, right? Actually, I didn't care what he decided to do or where he decided to go. I just wanted him to get out. Get the hell out. Well, needless to say, he didn't take that very well at all. For the first, you know, week, he just flat out refused in a way that he flat out refused to accept even what I was saying. Like, he tried to carry on as if I didn't tell him I was no longer in love with him and that wasn't going to reverse and that... I was ready to move on that, you know, I felt like he needed some help, which I might have mentioned that before. And I didn't really weigh heavy on that as if, you know, if you get some help, then maybe, but no, because I already knew that he wasn't going to recognize that he was struggling with mental illness and get help, which helped me, you know, further led me to believe that maybe he's narcissistic you know i'm saying like he's not even going to what he did do was turn everything around on me i'm the one with the problem i'm wrong i don't know what you did when you were in texas and came back acting all brand new and all this other bullshit 
Um, but at the end of the day, you know, any conversation that he wanted to have with me, because I shut down, I stopped, I stopped responding, I stopped speaking, I stopped talking, because there was no point. Because anything that I say can and was used against me. There was no vantage point where I could win from. And it wasn't about winning. It was just about being heard and understood. And um, that wasn't happening. And that wasn't going to happen. And I knew that. So I continue, you know, we're heading into the summertime at this time, at this point, right? And so I did what I could, you know, to, to, to keep the children active. I threw myself more into my work as well. I was making more videos. I was developing Goddess Life. I was developing Lighthouse to Goddess Life. Um, I was, you know, really in the mode to becoming who I felt like I wanted to be, right? All the while, and goddesses and awakened gods this process took a solid year a whole year he did not want to leave the house um, largely because he couldn't afford to take care of himself basically where was he going to go and of course I suggested that you know he, he go find the damn streets or someone out there in the streets or whoever he been you know out here in the streets with let them house you and whatnot but of course as always that wasn't an option and um so when i stopped having sex with him was one thing and then he he would he would approach me he approached me like a few, a few months after that and it was no and i let him know at that time i'm practicing celibacy i'm celibate and um and no, we don't even have any type of relationship. There for a while, our communication consisted of sarcasm and, and uh, ar you know, arguing. I would really stop arguing with him. But as I'm still healing and on the road to becoming healed with healthy self-esteem and high self-worth, I still had triggers. Right, because at this point, I'm definitely post-traumatic. I'm healing myself and um, doing the best that I can. So him knowing me and being a good manipulator, he knew how to trigger me. So when I was triggered or, or allowed that to happen, we would have arguments and that would be the source of communication, like our conversations. Other than that, it was real like minimal. Okay, it was as little talking as we could do um, to get by because we still had these two small, smaller children, right? I gave up our bed. I gave up our room. I started sleeping in the living room on the couch, um, which was sort of, sort of a convenience as well because then I could do my work, you know, at night as this habit that I still maintain because, of course, it's quiet and I can work uninterrupted and that kind of thing. And it also disgusted me to continue to sleep next to him. I wanted him to understand that I was serious, that this was the end 
of the road. There was no coming back from this. There wasn't anything that he could do or say at this point because, you know, over the years I can recall begging him to make certain changes, to not do these things or be disruptive to our relationship or destructive to it, and he refused. So at this point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done with it. And you're going to know that I'm done with it because my actions as well is what I'm saying. These two things together is going to demonstrate to you how done with this I am. And as the more that I'm, you know, practicing self-love and the more that I'm creating goddess life and the more that, you know, I'm getting into to my spirituality journey and what I was doing, the the least likely it was that I was going to fall for any of his shit, any of his lines or any of his tactics or manipulations. It was now that I could see him coming from a mile away. But there was also something else that had joined me on my spiritual journey that enabled me to see and fully understand what was going on. So it made it it facilitated, let's say, it facilitated me being resolute in my decision to, you know, in this relationship. It was very difficult the more that he, you know, refused to leave, but he was still going. Now he was just going out in the streets of will, you know, He and, and it's fine. I, I didn't give a fuck at this point at all. Um, but yeah, now, you know, well, he wasn't even trying anymore, so... And I was okay with that because I'm like, yeah, you need to make your, you know, street alliances or whatnot or whatever because you really need somewhere to stay. You need somewhere to be at because we don't want you here any longer, right? And, you know, he would manipulate me and manipulate our, our seven-year-old and, and that kind of thing. And it was just um, all further validated to me that I had made the right decision. But I mentioned in, um, a few moments ago that there was something else that joined me on my spiritual journey that helped me, you know, um, see things for what they were, that helped guide me continuously. And it was me meeting the Holy Spirit through tarot. It was a particular you know, night where I was, or, or whenever it was, and I was on YouTube, and I was doing some searches, I was looking for this um, goddess, I couldn't remember what it was called, so I'm goddess this, goddess that, I couldn't remember, it was a video um, by a woman that I had seen, you know, prior to this, or at some point, and I was trying to check back in and see if there was any new videos, well, I didn't find what I was looking for, you know, overtly, but I did find um, tarot. And it's not like this was my first introduction to tarot. I had been interested in, in you know, learning tarot cards before in life, but do really largely due to my, you know, Christian background uh, upbringing, I was uh, deterred from that. And um, I used to be really scary. So I just didn't, didn't do it. I didn't mess, you know, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't op allow myself to be open to learning what it was actually about, right. But at this point, I did. And because, and I had no idea that um, people were 
on YouTube doing tarot card readings like I just didn't know it didn't occur to me that that would be a thing but I did however at this point had purchased a couple of tarot decks then I would just fool around with and throw some cards and stuff like that and I did notice I was getting a lot of towers and high priestesses and stuff like that um, repetitively so I would just write it down because I would look in a book, but I wasn't really sure how to put that together. I didn't know what that meant, but I do now. And that's just bizarre to me that that was happening at the time. But at this time, when I found this particular reader, her name is um, Goddess Energy, and she's amazing. I started, I was looking at the title. And it struck me because I'm like, what the fuck? this is like exactly what I'm going through right now. And so I listened to the, you know, watched the video and it was resonating with me on so many levels. It wasn't even funny. And at that moment I became like a tarot junkie. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm scrolling through and the theme at the time was exactly what the fuck I was going through. And it blew my mind. I could not believe that these readers were nailing it and they were saying specific things that really resonated with me in my journey at the time with this man. And they were calling him all kind of narcissists and and I didn't get it from them. I felt like they got it from me in, in a certain kind of way. It was the strangest interaction. It really was. I um, really began to feel intimately spiritually guided and intimately spiritually led it almost felt to me like an intervention mixed with a rescue mission it was it was um you know support and encouragement I felt like you know they would say a reader would say something like you know, I'm picking up the energy of this person that you, you know, is an ex or whatever that's going to come towards you and try to convince you to take them back or whatever, right? And so as soon as he would start coming at me with that type of energy, I would know it because of the words, you know, that he would would say preempt and then I'm like, oh no, here we go. And I would, I would shut it down. I would shut it down immediately. I was not even giving him a chance because I feel like that's probably where I was going wrong in the past. When I was wanting to end the relationship, I would listen to whatever line of jive bullshit that he was putting down, picked it up, believed it and ran with it and found myself going in an endless cycle of hurt this time, I seem to have gained the strength to, and the support through these tarot readers that I was watching on YouTube to stay resolute in my decision to remain separated, um, to remain celibate, to really, really give it, a, give, give it time to work on myself. Um, the things that, that, were, that they were saying was just it was unbelievable. I believed in tarot. Like I said, I had purchased a couple of decks that I used to mess around with or whatever. But now at this point, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I, I cannot believe that that it's like they're telling my story. So I added another component to... Um, my let's say it was a distraction technique can I put it that way 
I knew that I didn't want to jump into a relationship with another person because I knew that I needed to take my time to heal. I also knew that I could, you know, I displayed weaknesses in the past where I allowed him to talk his way back into my good graces when I was resolute and decided that I wasn't going to take him back. He would change, you know, he would say these things and I would change my mind. Because at the end of the day, I didn't value myself enough to just go at it alone. I felt like I had to be hooked up with someone. And, you know, he was there, right? So at this point, <laughs> I had decided to, um, you know, I'm a red-blooded American woman, and I enjoy the attention and the company of man. I just thought that, you know, I'm not going to at this time, you know, um, get into another relationship or anything like that. I want to spend some time getting to know my new spiritual self and spend some time, you know, exercising my new power with, with this self-love, self-esteem. And, and, and I was also highly intrigued by this tarot, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, it was something that I was, had always been interested in doing. And I wanted to learn a, more of, of, you know, my spirituality through tarot, right? But like I said, I like me some manses, so what I decided to do was <laughs> give my, you know, that attention, that certain attention, you know what I'm saying, to someone who I felt like was way out of reach or whatever. It was a fantasy that I decided that I was going to, you know, indulge myself in and, you know, this celebrity that I had chosen that I always felt, you know, um, felt, well, a connection with, really, to be honest. But at this point, it was nothing more than, you know, when I'm feeling vulnerable or like I, I need the attention of a man or whatever, I would listen to this person's music or look at some pictures or, you know, um, try to get to know more about this this artist, right? And what happened after that? after I had began that can only be described as epic. Right. I think that's the word that I'll use with that epic. So we're going to get into that on the next episode. We're also going to get more into my um, spiritual journey and developing goddess life. And we are going to talk about, um, I think I already spoke on the song that I created to the music to Fergie's um, Glamorous Life. And yes, I, I told you how I asked that man to help me with the within he didn't. So we're going to discuss more about me, you know, recording that song and subsequently making that video, um, which I, it did come later. But yeah, it's almost like I brought something to life. Um, and we're going to talk about that on the next episode. So thank you so much for your divine presence. And thank you for your precious time. Thank you for your energy. I feel so comfortable and encouraged and supported sharing my story with you all. So I feel like I'm being received well. And I feel like, you know, y'all sending light and love right back to me. And, and I appreciate that. Um, look. 
I sincerely hope that you find what you're looking for, right? And if you follow your intuition, I promise you, you will. Share my podcast. You know, tell people about me. Word of mouth is like one of the best ways to spread good news. <laughs> um, forward. Come visit me on Instagram at goddess underscore life, L-Y-P-H-E. And um, just, just, just come do this with me. Let's do this together, right? And, you know, you never know what people go through behind closed doors. And this can really help someone. As always, love yields peaceful, harmonious energy. I look forward to connecting with you again. This this shit gets really good. I'm telling you, you'll want to come back. You'll not want to miss anymore. And I promise to try to do more of these um, episodes so that you don't have to wait so long and then leave you hanging. But don't give up on me. I'm, I'm trying to do a lot, okay? Well, collective love. Goddesses bless. Are you with it? Are you with it? If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E. The goal's ascension. Frequency high with vibration can change my life, my heart's desires. I won't change, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed. Therefore, what you think and say, all them things can come your way. Words of doubt and defeat of circumstances you will meet. No matter how bad things seem, set an intention with clarity. I'm not perfect, but I'm right. Sleep by no rules every night. I still get depressed. Yeah, that's true. With the low frequency attitude, I am spirit in the real. I can lose control over how I feel. Overrun with thoughts of contrast. Change in focus and it can't last. Focus on my life and my dreams tapping into source energy. Goals ascension. Frequency high with vibration can change my life, my heart's desires. I won't change, just the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed goddess life. The goddess life is the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed goddess life. The goddess life is the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed talk and meditate, create. Jamming out to music Doesn't really matter how often you use it Now the whole universe I had to learn how to trust Plus being a hood say God is for sure is a fucking must Plus I keep my balance to support my life's habits I say love your peace, harmony, energy And it is not a challenge Deal with source one-on-one Astro playing at night for fun So if you ain't got no money Go and manifest some G O. D-E-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-G-O-T-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-
My heart's desires, I won't change. Just the goddess life, all the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life is the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed. I've had problems up to here, crazy thought life between my ears Telling me the kind of things that come from fear Allow my energy to flow, manifest from love I know By yourself I'd like to thank, if you really though Cause I remember like yesterday when I couldn't see the day When I would finally see my inner goddess, whoa Damn it's been a long road and I cannot sell my soul I'm glad my higher self, they really love me so they let this goddess know My heart's up to me so She let this goddess know That if you ain't got no money Go and manifest some 